Welcome to the Silver Screen Guide Podcast, where we discuss films from every genre. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Hello, welcome everyone to the very first episode of the Star Wars, the Clone Wars TV series retrospective. Let me clarify, this is for the series that began in 2008, the CGI series that premiered on Cartoon Network. I am not discussing the 2D animated series that was aired between 2003 and 2005. Uh, That is a very good cartoon. That serves its own purpose for essentially hyping up Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, Uh, filling in gaps, showing things that would tie into episode 3, so the audience, those that were watching on Cartoon Network at the time, would come in prepared. It was a little extra briefing they could do. This is not that. This does not fill in those gaps. It essentially retcons everything the 2D animated cartoon did. Which, in a way, is too bad because it essentially negates the 2D cartoon. It doesn't make it canon any longer. Which is kind of hard for me to accept. I don't don't really accept that. I accept both in their own right. I feel they can both function in their own way. I do accept the 2D cartoon as canon, personally. Because recently, my girlfriend and I... It was actually this last year now when Episode 7 came out. We watched every Star Wars film leading up to Episode 7, and I felt that in order to do that properly, we needed to watch the 2D cartoon, which roughly came out to about two hours, surprisingly, so the runtime of a feature film, and it it really did fill in those gaps nicely and helped her kind of see what was coming next, what we missed out on, because there is a time jump, Uh, the Clone Wars began in uh, the 2002 film Attack of the Clones, and they come to an end in Revenge of the Sith, and there's such this expansive story to be told with the Clone Wars, which is why I enjoyed the 2D cartoon back in 2003 when it came out when I was 8, and then by the time it was done, I was 10. I really looked forward to each episode every week. And then when I heard in 2008 they were coming out with a 3D CGI series, I was really pumped, and I was ready for it, and I I just ate it up, loved every episode of it, and honestly, guys, the 3D series, that's that has become the definitive Star Wars in my mind. That, that may sound surprising, but just growing with those characters and interacting with the Star Wars universe on such a deep level really just helped me I'm trying to think of the right word the films are done on such a grand scale it's hard to find that personal touch with a galaxy far far away that is honestly just incredibly expansive It can be so hard to relate to, and there's so much you want to see. You're touch and go with multiple planets. They're always zipping back and forth. You never really get time to interact and 
learn and just grow into these different cultures. And, and it really is such a rich culture that you could see George Lucas crafting in episode four and with the subsequent films. And I, and I mean, I applaud him for doing that with episode one. I'll probably talk about my feelings on that film later. That's for a different podcast. But he really was world building and he just came up with a great team. I watched uh, numerous features on Attack of the Clones which really did help me appreciate that film more with the practical effects that he did use for some of it and just the intensive amount of work he put into building this world and bringing this really creative vision to life. So I I know people like to bash on George Lucas, and yes, I do agree that he has caused his fair share of problems and really goofed some things up, but you can't knock him for the creativity, and he is the original creator of this Star Wars universe, which is what I am talking about right now. But another man that does deserve recognition is Dave Filoni, who crafted the 2D animated cartoon, and he came back for the 2008 uh, CGI cartoon, which ran for, I believe, five seasons with a sixth season out on Netflix. I will definitely talk more about that down the road. But for now, I would, and I'm not even beginning at the beginning, actually. This is interesting. You'll find this interesting, What I, um, how I'm going to go through and review this series. Because with this retrospective, I will be reviewing every episode of the Clone Wars television series. All 121 episodes. So by the time this retrospective is done, you will have 121 episodes to go back and listen to, you can follow along with me by watching each episode. You can leave comments and tell me what you think. Or someday, when this retrospective is long done, you can still come back to these and listen to and hear my thoughts and continue to interact with this podcast. That's what I'm really hoping for with this. And also, I just absolutely love this TV series, like I was talking on a little bit earlier, and I, I gotta watch myself, because I'll just, I could talk about it for too long, and I do want you, I do, listener, hear me now. These episodes, I want to be at least roughly five minutes, I don't want them to go over too much, maybe ten minutes at the most, other than that, I want to keep, because these are 30-minute cartoons, so, I mean... I'm not going to talk about them forever and stuff, and I know you guys probably don't want to hear me talk about them forever, but this opening episode will be a little longer probably just because I need to establish what I'm doing here, what I'm talking about, and then talk a little bit about the episode, which is not the very first episode aired. I will speak on that shortly, but what I am doing with this is I am not reviewing the episodes as they were originally aired. The reason I'm not doing that is because, for whatever reason, the creators of this show decided to film and create the episodes out of order. So what you saw every week on Cartoon Network normally did not have a complete story arc. Uh, something would happen in the first season and it may not get resolved until season three. 
or story arcs would be scattered throughout, which leads to a lot of continuity issues. Well, let's just put it this way. The entire series was completely skewered with continuity. I don't know why. Maybe they talk about it on some special feature. Sadly, I don't own these films. Oh, not these films. Sadly, I don't own this series on Blu-ray. I would definitely love to someday. I would love to really delve into these features. As you already know, I'm a huge fan of this. Um, that doesn't mean I'm going to love every episode. I'm going to judge every episode fairly. I'm going to discuss its strengths. going to discuss its weaknesses. going to say if this is a weaker episode, if this is a stronger episode. Um, maybe even some episodes I won't particularly recommend. I will say they're, they're really not necessary Star Wars viewing. But then at the same time, I feel like they all should be watched just to get that feeling, you know, like most people did when they saw Star Wars as a kid. This is what that really does for me, is it brings me back to, you know, a simpler time before the Dark Ages, before the Empire, as Obi-Wan would say. This is just a wonderful show. I have wonderful memories of watching it in bed one time in, I believe it was the early years of high school, maybe even the late years of middle school. I was sick for a week, and every morning I would wake up and I would watch Married with Children, which I don't know why, but it just seemed kind of funny. I kind of liked watching it. And then I would watch uh, The Clone Wars, and I loved that. I really just have really nostalgic memories, and I'll discuss... I remember a couple of those episodes that I watched that have always stuck with me, and when I get to them, I'll make sure to bring that up. I'll remember to bring that up for you. But, so I will be reviewing this series in chronological order. That means I will not be going through... Season 1, outright. Season 2, outright. What I will be doing on StarWars.com, they have officially released the official chronological order for each episode, so you're able to see the events from beginning to end, and you're able to experience each story arc as they should be experienced altogether as an arc, not as a chopped up, confusing, somewhat mess. So, I believe that's all I wanted to touch on before I started. Um, yeah. If there's anything else that I felt like I forgot to bring up, I'll make sure to bring that up in the next podcast. But I really don't believe that's it. I believe that's all I wanted to say. So, and just just a fair warning right now, I will be spoiling every episode. That's, that's the whole point, is for me to talk about aspects of the episode from beginning to end. So if you haven't seen a particular episode, don't worry, I will give you fair warning. I will, it'll be in the title, what episode I'm talking about, and then when I come to the podcast, I will tell you what episode the, the season and the number, so if you haven't seen it, if you want to go back and revisit it, I know that I've listened to movie review podcasts before where I've already seen the movie, and I'm 
just about to get into the podcast, and I think, you know what, I want to go back. I want that movie to be fresh in my mind before I come and listen to all of the details. They'll be spoiled for me that I may have already forgotten. So if you feel like with some of these episodes that you want to go back, I encourage you to definitely go back and watch them before you hear this, even if you've already seen them. Uh, thankfully, they are all, every single episode from The Clone Wars, the 2008 to 2014 television series, Cartoon Network series, is they are all streaming on Netflix right now. That's just what I did. I just finished watching season two, episode 16, titled Cat and Mouse. That is the episode I will be discussing. I will be mentioning spoilers. I'm just going to give my brief thoughts on it. And remember, not every episode is going to be this long. Every episode will be far, far shorter than this. But this episode, episode two, I mean, season two, episode 16 is the very first episode chronologically and let's get into it let's go ahead and get into it now i've established everything i need to i feel like i've hopefully set you up for this massive retrospective that i will be undertaking 121 uh let's say each episode is roughly like what 25 minutes times 121 oh wow okay three thousand 25 minutes divided by 60 okay f a little over 50 hours so i will be reviewing over 50 hours worth of star wars episodes on here i have no idea how long that will be in um, in podcast terms i don't know we're gonna find out but I'm, I'm really excited to get into this. I'm really excited to discuss this with you guys. Like I've said, this show is near and dear to my heart. Out of all the episodes and series and everything, this is it for me, guys. This is, this is the definitive stuff. And I'll definitely be touching on why that is. Especially with each particular episode. So, like I mentioned, the episode I am discussing is season two episode 16 cat and mouse uh, all the tagline for the episode i'll make sure to after i say the episode and the title i'll make sure to tell you the tagline i think these episodes have great little opening taglines that offer great wisdom and great advice this one is a wise leader knows when to follow that's pretty interesting isn't it because we have that dichotomy between leaders and followers and we really do see that in this episode but let me give you the plot description first before we get into it a separatist blockade surrounds christophsis anakin's fleet is tasked with deploying relief supplies to the surface but they are massively outgunned and outmaneuvered by the skillful admiral trench obi-wan arrives and unveils the republic's new weapon a stealth ship. The stealth ship is the last hope at besting the cunning Separatist fleet commander and aiding the battered people of Christophsis. Now we will be with Christophsis. This is a story arc that was first seen in the theatrical film 
the 2008 CGI theatrical film simply titled Star Wars The Clone Wars. I believe I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast that I did see this in theaters. Uh, I'll give you a quick story about that real quick. I was just... I saw episode 3 in theaters when that came out. I my parents let me get out of school that day. I was got my I had my Star Wars shirt on. We went and got donuts and had donuts before that. We went and saw episode 3. And I was kind of sad because I thought, man, this is the last time I I didn't see episode 2 in theaters. Um now I might have. I don't, I don't remember exactly. But all I remember is my uncles went without me, and I was sad. Granted, I was seven, but you can see why. But I thought episode three, this is the only time I'm going to see a Star Wars movie in theaters, and this is also the last time. So that was a bittersweet moment for me. And now, all these years later, the end of 2015, I mean, we're getting another, We I got to see it in theaters again. And for the foreseeable future, I will be seeing Star Wars films in theaters every single year. So my whenever episode three came out, I would have been 10. I had no idea that I was going to be seeing, you know, I don't even know how many more films, at least five or six more films in theaters. That was just not a thought that crossed my mind. I assumed... The trilogy was over. We already knew what was going to happen in episode six. The prequel trilogy was done. Lucas told his story. Boom, the books are closed. But no, I was wrong. In 2008, we got a 3D animated film that just looked stellar. It looked incredible. And I was so excited to see it. It was going to recount the Clone Wars. I was expecting something on par with episode three which just blew me away. I thought was probably my second favorite Star Wars film right behind The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I, we were going to see The Clone Wars. We got we heard about The Clone Wars in Episode 4, which, I mean, it wasn't originally Episode 4. So, so yeah, I was pumped, and we got to the theater. Uh, the previews rolled, and guess what? Yeah, no movie. The movie didn't work. The screen, uh, the projector shut off, and the curtains just started closing. We were all sitting there with our mouths open and our hands up in the air, like, you know, what the heck? And the guy who was in charge at the theater that night came down, all gave us complimentary tickets to see the next showing or whenever the next convenient showing was for us. So we went out into the theater lobby, and we sat there for, I don't know, probably two hours waiting to see this Clone Wars animated film. And we finally got to see it. And I was thinking it was going to be... I knew there was a TV series coming after, but I honestly thought it was going to be more along the lines of the Star Wars Clone Wars 2003 TV series, which felt... I mean, they were only shown in five-minute segments. But... I mean, if you watch it from beginning to end, like I stated, it's two hours. It feels like a complete film. So that's what I thought we were going to get with this uh, movie. Well, I'm not here to talk about the movie in this episode. I will be talking about that uh, a few episodes in. 
I guess I should be recounting my story then. But, well, nevertheless, maybe I'll give a brief brief rundown of that story. Nevertheless, I was I was disappointed. We were thrown into this conflict. I had no idea what was going on. Um, you know, random things were happening. I, I'm like, what? You know, there's no opening crawl like I was expecting. So I was kind of put off by that. And, and I've come to accept that voiceover narration now. It actually works really well. It kind of reminds me of uh, those war dailies that they would show in the theater of a narrator. And he would show the people back home what was going on in the theater. I'm sure that's what they were going for with this. And it ended. It, it just didn't feel complete at all. And I walked out of there really disappointed, honestly. Because I'm just like, you know, that's not a Star Wars movie. Those That felt like episodes just kind of strung together. And I remember uh, going to church the next day, talking with my friends about it. And they, we all agreed that was just, they just took episodes, they mashed them together, and they put them in the big screen. They put it on the big screen. And I'm, I'm not going to knock the entire thing. I, I don't want to get into it too much. I'll, I'll talk more about it later. But, yeah. And so it really did feel like an incomplete story. And that's that's essentially what I'm trying to relate to you right here. The film felt incomplete. And you know why? Because it was. And this is what I'm going to discuss now after that roundabout story I just told you. Uh, The episode Cat Cat and Mouse is a prequel to the film. Yeah. It shows the beginning, that episode, and I believe we're going to get... A couple more after that. Yes, it's Cat and Mouse, and then next we get one more episode before the theatrical film, which I believe is four episodes combined into one long feature-length film. So that's why it's in, that's why the film does feel incomplete because we're missing two episodes and I'll be brief with what I felt about this episode um I'm thankful they didn't show this in the theater uh it's good because they didn't show this because I feel like I would have been even more disappointed than I was because with the beginning of the episode we have a space battle which is not very exciting honestly um nothing's blowing up So the stakes are really low. It's all good. You know, I mean, I know the the Admiral guy, he's getting upset with Anakin because, you know, they need supplies. They need to come down and get the supplies. But honestly, nothing, nothing is happening that important. Admiral, yes, Admiral Ularen is up. He's frantic, which is supposed to make the audience feel frantic, and I'm sure in 2008, or whenever this this aired, uh, this this one aired in 2010, I believe. Um, yeah, because this is a part of season two. This is about halfway into season two, actually, where we get the real opening to this Clone Wars series. Admiral Yularen's freaking out. I'm not freaking out. Um, everything's fine. Obi-Wan arrives. They're on Christophsis. 
I already know how the story goes. Nobody's going to worry because we already saw the movie anyway. And we're introduced to this. The villain is weird, honestly. And I'm if he he dies in the end of the episode, he gets blown up by his own hubris, which I'm glad for because I didn't care for this villain at all. I'll be honest. Um, and that's why I'm really glad they didn't kick off the series with this episode. They kind of they kind of sneakily tucked it in to the second season because he's just not a very strong villain. His name is Admiral Trench. He is a very fuzzy arachnid. I mean, he's kind of have he like with his eyes. He has four eyes like in a hemisphere like in a half circle on top of his head with two other eyes they're all red he does look somewhat menacing but he's very fuzzy looking very fat looking he he's not too frightening honestly which i'm sure they kind of had to kitty kittyfy you know for the cartoon network you know for 2008 for that for that demographic honestly i'm not i wasn't too impressed with him and he does this little with his teeth that really bugged me after a while. It was supposed to be his little signature. And I didn't I, I didn't care for his voice either, so needless to say, I didn't really care for this villain. Uh, and I was glad to see him go when he does get uh, blown up. The main sticking point of this episode, which Dave Filoni talks about in the featurette, I'm not sure how many of you listeners are aware, but if you go to uh, StarWars.com, there is a featurette that is accompanied with every single episode, I'm pretty sure. And you can also look at concept art from that episode and other things. I encourage you to go check it out. And I love looking at concept art. So you do get that really nice concept art here. And you get a featurette. I watched the featurette. I will say it's not very good. It's really not worth your time. It's probably roughly two minutes or something. But I don't recommend really spending any time with this featurette uh he he talks about the ship he talks about you know how and i i like this ship uh this cloaking ship it's kind of like this really long pencil-like needle nose ship that made me think of that really long tracking shot you saw in 2001 for the ship that dave and his partner piloted uh, it did make me think of that. And one thing I also wished is that this... We, we got to see a cloaking ship in in a movie. Um, but I guess all the movies were completed by then. So I don't know if they just thought of this idea after they filmed, filmed all the movies. Uh, it's still very much possible we'll get to see that in a future installment. Maybe in episode 8 maybe an episode maybe in this new rogue one we'll see in a, a ship that can do cloaking because i felt like they utilized that well that was really the strength of the episode was that cat and mouse game which i did have a few issues with that anakin was should have been way smarter than shooting missiles so far off at admiral trench who was clearly just going to put up a shield 
But I understand they had to elongate the episode. They had to have the character come to a realization. He had to learn something from it. He had to grow from it and therefore complete it. You know, you have to have that arc in the episode. But I do want to touch on the animation in this episode. It's really not the best. Uh, the series does get quite a bit better. It, it actually... I'll have to make... I'll have to go back and make sure to look, but this show does get nominated for an Emmy, I believe, for animation. And it really does, really, really does get better. This animation almost reminded me of Toy Story, especially with kind of the expressions and the way the, their mouths moved. So, I mean, it's 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 not bad at all. It's It's well done. It's fine. But as far as it goes, it's really not the best. Um, I liked how we got to see Obi-Wan and uh, Senator Organa, Bail Organa, who we have seen in, I know, Episode 3 and Episode 2, possibly Episode 1, I don't remember. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with him up at the top of your head, he is Princess Leia's adopted father from Alderaan. He is the senator from Alderaan. He is on Christophsis on some relief mission. That's the whole point of the Republic coming there and the Separatists are starving them out, essentially. It was nice to see his and Obi-Wan's connection because we see them connect in Episode 3. Uh, we've seen him connect with Padme numerous times. And we hear in Episode 4, Princess Leia say to Obi-Wan, You served my father in the Clone Wars. And we see that connection here in this episode. So it's nice that they're paying homage to that line in episode four. It's not the only time we'll see that, but it is nice to keep those connections to the films. Uh, something nice I'm going to compliment this episode on and the creators on is this uh, cloaking ship, this invisible ship. It's very, very small and very long and narrow. And it has this red glow inside and just being so small and Anakin is flying this thing like a maniac. They're getting shot at. They're getting rebuffed off of blasts and everything. It, it does give you a claustrophobic feeling if you let yourself get absorbed in the episode that much. And if you think about it that much. So kudos to them for doing that. That is the only time I really felt anything with this episode aside from the ending battle and uh one thing before i get to that i really feel like they nailed the obi-wan and anakin relationship this is something i will be praising throughout the entire retrospective is they really i mean honestly when i think of anakin when i think of obi-wan i don't go to hayden christensen and ewan mcgregor i go to these guys because these guys are the embodiment of the characters honestly and i just i gotta applaud also the the actors the voice actors who did this they they really just embody them so well uh, i really feel like they those are the definitive characters in my mind and they nail that on-screen relationship we saw that's what they had to draw from and, and play off of and i really feel like they took that and they grew their relationship and they really strengthened it because uh, we see, um, what's his name, as a kid in episode one, that nobody liked. 
That's kind of sad. But, you know, there was no chemistry there between him and Obi-Wan at all. There's no time for that. Episode 2, it's very teenager-y and angsty and, like, the older brother talking down to the younger sibling. And then in Episode 3, they're kind of like brothers. But then by the end, they hate each other. They're trying to kill each other, honestly. So there's tons of leaps that are made. There's so many gaps in their relationship. We just see these little snapshots of their relationship and the films never really gave us much time to explore that so that's what's really nice about this clone war series is that is a pivotal that is a vital relationship between obi-wan and anakin it, it it's it's paramount to the entire series so and, and that's really what is nice about this Clone Wars series. They really did a fantastic job of developing not just their relationships, but other relationships too, which I will discuss later on in other episodes when it when it's warranted. So, fantastic job about that. They nailed the relationship. And the ending, the little ending battle, that's, that's a great part of the episode. When... Uh, trenches hubris betrays him he's firing the missiles at anakin's ship which he is bringing on around he's heading straight for them and i love how he just grazes the ship grazes the cockpit of trenches admiral trenches uh in separatist cruiser and i love how the animators nailed the expression on his face of you know, he's like, oh, great. You know, I realized my mistake. He he can realize that because he is so proud. He's so uppity in this whole episode. But he realizes his mistake and he blows up and dies for it. So I, I really thought that was probably the best part of the episode. That was well done. Uh, not very many characters are utilized in this episode. Obi-Wan's pushed to the background. Bail Organa plays an interesting part, which we will see developed. Anakin and Admiral Yularen, which Admiral Yularen is mainly the narrator, and he's always relegated to some menial task, menial background task. And it was cool to have his aid on the ship. I think Anakin almost didn't want his help, but he had dealt with Trench before, so that was a nice way of working in Admiral Yularen into this episode. Overall, like I said, this episode is a weak recommend it's very it feels very short it moves quick it has a quick pace honestly it's not all that exciting to watch so that's why i'm thankful this was not incorporated into the movie uh that we saw in theaters but it is nice to have some establishing episode for this whole christophsis arc because this christophsis arc is the opening arc to the series and you don't want your viewers confused coming in and just thrown right into it so it is nice for that reason and i do recommend you watch it simply for that reason to so you will have uh, the film established for you as for the next episode i will be reviewing i'll make sure to comment and add what that does fuel what that does add to the Christophsis arc and see if that really does bring any more to it this episode is running very long so i'm going to cut it off here now 
but I want to give you all a big thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. Make sure to watch these episodes, follow along with me. If you've got thoughts, if you've got things that you think I missed discussing, then I want you to comment those and we can talk about them. Uh, We can share our love for the Clone Wars together. I really appreciate it, again, you taking the time, and I'm really looking forward to going on this adventure with you guys of reviewing 121 episodes of Star Wars The Clone Wars. I'll see you next time.